live from the Midcoast Studios. Check out midcoast.media to see what we have been up to from our transition to radio to our whole new business, new studios, same old damn friends. Jeff Jones joins <laughs> from scoopswithdannymack.com. I don't know if you can see the uh, coloration. Do we have a camera? He looks great. Can, I we, can, do see a, myself. can we do a camera? Oh, We've Jeff got Jones. a hello. Look at the look color. The exact on Jeff size Jones. and shape Almost of my sunglasses. Brothers. Oh, look at that. We're it's brothers. close. It's close. We love Jeff. We love that he comes by. He was just in Florida. Uh, first off, uh, huge, huge work with scoops with Danny Mac you covered spring training I did. or the uh, and then before that you covered the uh, general manager meetings in Vegas uh, welcome to the big time as they say I, what is up man good for you I, and good for you all I was I was telling you all when I got here the most exciting thing about your new studios it comes with all these cameras that I'm gonna try not to stare into uh, <laughs> and I try not to, I try not to run into them every day yeah uh, but most importantly it came with an Englishman and I am I really did. excited about yeah that. he kind of can double as a door guy if we put him in like a, a crush red suit he's six five but he's got the British accent. You so just get one of these microphone covers and put it on his head, and it's like one of those hats. Now like we're the... talking. I think you're an idea man, Jeff. Are you happy to have Jeff back, Trev? I'm very excited because Jeff has actually had the opportunity to experience 80-degree weather, which uh, for those like? living here in St. Louis, <laughs> I would imagine well, we have forgotten now. what that's mm -hmm. like, man. How, how, how was the trip, by the way? Just outside of the work, obviously, which you put in great work. But how was the trip in general, especially being able to get away from this winter for at least a, a few days? Yeah, the trip was fantastic. I could not be any happier to have been down there to do it. Uh, it, it was productive for sure, which is, which is, I guess, the the right thing to say, right? It was, it was. I got stuff done, got work done that I needed to get done. Have a a bunch of things stored up in the hopper to continue to work on while I'm back here. And I think we're going to make an attempt to head back down there uh, probably in two, three weeks or so to get down there for a couple of games as Damn well it. toward the end of spring. Are you breaking that the Cardinals are kicking the tires on Bryce Harper and you'll be need to be down there to cover it? Uh, is that what I'm hearing? I, I think Jeff? those tires are pretty well kicked. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. We saw me. we saw uh, the Mr. Machado get Manny dollars yesterday from the uh, San Diego Padres or the day before that. Uh, any thoughts on uh, how free agency is unfolding before we jump into Oscar talk? So I think with those two in particular, you sort of saw uh, an entire winter where they each had a good offer that they were waiting for someone else to chase. In Machado's case, I think it was the White Sox. Had, had well, they signed him. John Jay and his brother-in-law, Yonder Alonso, Yonder Alon and now the White Sox are stuck with those two Well, guys. and now, like, they hope so, and even when they opened camp, the reporters came in and noticed that the locker setup had a big empty locker between John Jay and Yonder mm -hmm. Alonso. Like that's, uh, count, that's called counting your eggs before they have. Well, I, and I think it was like the White Sox probably had a pretty good idea that they had the best financial offer on the table for a while, and Machado was waiting for anyone to come close on the money, and they did. Uh, you know, and, and the Padres got there. Now, in you know, in the aftermath, we're learning that. The White Sox offer was something like 250 guaranteed, but there were a bunch of options and there were a bunch of uh, performance bonuses that could have gotten it up to like 350 or 360. So in theory, you know, there was a potential value of like 50 or 60 million higher than the deal he ended up signing with the Padres. Uh, but he signed the deal with the Padres because it wasn't for the Chicago White Sox. Now these, the guys that you were covering down in Florida, they're obviously far from collecting unemployment checks, but I would imagine the mood is a little bit somber considering how stagnant the free agent market has been. There are a lot of guys looking at their own future, wondering what is it going to be like for us? What was the general mood down in Florida uh, for a lot of these ball players who are seeing the free agency market and even hearing the talk 
like strike hearing these words come up what were their reactions what were the what was the mood like well and, and for those who haven't seen it uh st louis zone tim mckernan sat down with adam wainwright and that story went international yeah. because wainwright brought up mid-interview hey we'll strike brother and that was and that yeah and and what wainwright said was that what he was asked what he thought were the, the chances were of a strike and he said 100 percent uh, and then said that he hoped that there wouldn't be a walkout midseason. Now, mm. I, I think, again, listening to it in context, I think he meant midseason the year the CBA is up, so midseason mm-hmm. 2021 and not midseason this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, yeah, that's notable. And, that, and then, you know, that definitely dominated a lot of the tenor and a lot of the conversation down there. We saw, you know, while I was there, uh, Aaron Nola signed a four-year, $45 million extension with the Phillies. Luis Severino signed a four-year, $40 million extension with the Yankees that covered all of their arbitration, one year of free agency, and that had team options on the back end that would buy up another year of it. Uh, and I can tell you that those contracts were noticed by the bevy of young pitchers in the Cardinal clubhouse who are themselves approaching the arbitration clock, and they were none too thrilled uh, with the content of those deals. When you consider that you know a qualifying offer in Major League Baseball this winter was something on the order of $19 million a season, and the total value of those deals is 40 for four years plus a team option year that, you know, that, that, that would keep both Severino and Nola out of free agency until they were like 31. These were not deals that were real popular among the young pitcher in the, in the Cardinal clubhouse who are, are trying to earn their own giant D- contracts. Does this mean now less eight-pound gold chains and women mm-hmm. twerking mm-hmm. on these young mm-hmm. athletes? I can't How are they, going to, are they going to suffer because of this? Because no, no. I will only imagine some of those young guys are going to miss out on those opportunities. No, because the eight-pound gold chains are provided by the jewelry dealer in exchange for promotional consideration, ah. and the young women are provided by the club in exchange for the men. <laughs> to come to the club. Mm. So there's not really an outlay mm. when it comes to those quantities. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Guys, we've got Jeff Jones. Again, you can check him out at scoopswithdannymack.com. He's been just crushing it with the uh, Cardinals coverage. You can follow him on Twitter at JM Jones. Jeff, another passion of yours is uh, soup. We'll not go into soup today. The Oscars. Travis has been uh, carrying Black Panther's water. Mm. For a year now, is that right, Bree? A year? Yeah, officially. Yeah. He won't eat the cake, but oh, he'll boy. he'll carry the water. Yeah, mm. I mean, lactose intolerant. It, yeah, I'll settle okay. on that one. Yeah, Thank I mean, you. probably more than a year because the anticipation of that movie coming out. Yeah, we had to hear about it for a really long time. That's a good point. The Oscars <laughs> going to be different this year. It looks like they're going with a hostless Oscars. <laughs> it's going to be a bunch of presenters. I don't know how that's going to look. What are you looking forward to in regards to this year's Academy Awards? Okay, so here's a couple of things in a row. Number one, briefly on the soup, there is a place called Grande Italian Restaurant down in Jupiter that has an Italian lunch buffet during the week that had lobster bisque on the buffet. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> Enjoyed that. Is that a good uh, sunny meal? <laughs> well, not really a great sunny meal, no. Uh, but as you know, the elderly denizens of Jupiter and West Palm Beach demand uh, value, yeah. and so there were some very good lunch buffets in the area. Decaf coffee on yeah, tap. Yeah, there's plenty of that, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, kosher food stand at the, at the Florida Panthers game. Uh, <laughs> the second thing I will say is that the hostless Oscars, you're not even going to notice because if you think about Oscars in the past, there would be stretches of like 90 minutes at a time where you didn't see the host because the telecast yeah. ran massively over. So they just true. chopped out all the little bits and went from award to award. So whatever, that's fine. The third thing uh, in that list of stuff is that Black Panther, probably my third favorite of the best picture. Now, I've seen, I've seen seven of the eight so far. Black Panther, third on my power rankings, probably also the third best movie, like third best superhero movie that came out last year. So, mm-hmm. you know, not, and also, uh, 
I don't think that he probably that that it, that it probably has a lot of hope for the technical awards because I I just watched Roma yesterday, uh, and that's going to win best cinematography probably of all time. So that's, that's a uh, that's a bold statement. Yeah, yeah. Brie had her money good. on that other movie. I don't even know. Who, I don't even know who their nominees are, but let me tell you, exactly. all of the all of the slow it, black and white pans across the Mexican countryside really beautiful. moved me. Better than Nebraska. I never saw Nebraska. That was one that I missed. I, yeah. I, was, I slacked that year. But to that point, I was uh, reading in the Hollywood Reporter, known as the Trades, and they do, of course, the anonymous uh, ballot yeah. for, and so you you have a voter who actually is part of the Academy. Uh, they give their honest opinions on movies. And one thing that struck me was how disappointed they were that Roma didn't get a wide release. It was on Netflix. Right. Do you, I mean, do, how do we see the future of these type of movies going forward? Because uh, uh, while the voters may want to see these in theaters, I think Roma doesn't get watched by vast majority of people if it's not on Netflix. Well, and the thing about Roma too, look, it's in Spanish and it's entirely subtitled in English. There is no, there, there is very little English spoken in the movie. So I, as I watched it or don't watch it on Netflix, and I wish I had watched it in a theater. Yeah. Uh, because in a theater, you know, I can't have my phone next to me, right? Like, I have right. to be focused right. on her. And, and I, I tried to force myself, and I, you know, I did. I pulled it off. I, again, Roma atop my power rankings of the seven that I have seen so far. Uh, but I do think it would be a better theater experience just because you're forced to pay attention, right. which is a little more necessary for a movie like that. The distribution model is interesting because, you know, Obviously, uh, the Academy, in order to be considered for the awards, you have to be a certain amount of wide theatrical release. And then actually last year, uh, there was the whole thing with the OJ documentary that won Best Documentary, right. but was actually a 30 for 30 that was six hours long. Like right. the, the ESPN, whatever, miniseries by the OJ, that they released in like five theaters in LA over one weekend. So it would technically have had a theatrical run or whatever. Right. Uh, and it got the Oscar for documentary, and then they cracked down on it to stop that from happening in the future. So, you know, if Roma goes in and sweeps a bunch of awards and it's... It'll win Best Director. It'll win Best Cinematography. I think it's probably going to win Best Picture because I think that people are going to be leery about Green Book. Uh, if all of that happens, it would not shock me if you saw a little more tightening of the Best Picture screws for next year, too. You, you brought up Green Book. I'm yeah. glad you did because uh, there are what some would say a couple problematic movies uh, in this year's Best I love Picture. People say problematic because I stopped listening. Well, <laughs> here's why. Well, because the character played by uh, Mahershala Ali, the family was you did very. The, you did his name very well, by well, the way. Yeah, for cause... somebody who mispronounces names a lot. <laughs> you could say Greenbook. He, he did nail him the Herschel. Didn't the title correctly. But... Well, the, the, the Green Book has uh, had a ton of heat because of the portrayal of the black character inside the movie. Dr. Don Shirley. How how does Hollywood come face to face with these type of issues? As far as being able to, you know, aw have you seen the movie? I have not seen it, uh, but to I, I I don't have to see the movie to not understand the controversy behind it. And that doesn't dispute, but that's just the same point. That doesn't dispute the idea I'd of the controversy. That's well, it doesn't dismiss the controversy. Defense. The controversy isn't really about the content of the movie; it's about the other Thank stuff. You. Thank right? you. Right. So the the the, the like one, <laughs> Peter Farrelly, I guess, 
liked to pull it out and wiggle it at people occasionally on movie sets back in the day. And I mean, who would have thought the guy who made Dumb and Dumber would do that? Right. So that's <laughs> Which, you know, not saying it's okay. Yeah, you know, people, that's so that's was not anybody so popular. That surprised. Uh, the guy Nick Falawanga, who is the writer whose father is the character that Viggo Mortensen plays in the movie, has been accused of maybe fudging some of the details, and also is kind of a big Trump guy, and so he's getting a little bit of pushback. Like he's got some not very great social media stuff, so that's kind of an issue. Uh, I will say in the movie's defense that the, the the filmmakers have pushed back pretty hard, right? Like, has there have been these like these arguments, like that's not what Don Shirley did, and they didn't have this relationship, and blah blah blah. Right. There has been pushback. Like the people who wrote the movie were like, no, 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 yes, he did. He was a stranger, and the movie does play up that he was estranged from his family for long periods of his life. So you know, how the hell do you know you weren't there either? Whatever, I get it. There is conflict on both sides of that conversation. The movie itself is fine. Like my issue is that the movie is boring, right? Yeah. Like I've seen, which, which I've should seen be something driving Miss Davy, uh, driving Miss Davy, right? is what like, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh look, a racist white guy and an effete black man go through the south. <laughs> right. Like we, we, I know how this movie goes. Right. I also yeah. feel like the trailer for that movie because I haven't seen it either, but I feel like I watched the movie because of the trailer. It was a really long trailer. And, and the it had trailer had all the details in it, I felt like. And it picked out like the most patronizing scene in the whole movie to put in the trailer to feature, right? Like, right. oh look, the white man will teach the black man how to eat fried chicken mm. is the scene in the trailer. And like that, you know, that's the part of the movie where it's like, Okay, like we get it. Thank you. We're reversing the role. Right, like <laughs> It's just nothing, nothing in it was, was whatever. I will say this, though. Uh, my best movie-watching experience of the one so far has been when I went to go see The Favorite. Are Who's movies? in that? I'm sorry. So that is Emma Stone you know and Rachel Weisz. Mm-hmm. And I know the movie. I have not seen it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I haven't seen it. So it is about uh, Queen Anne. So it's Victorian. But it is about... I heard, I heard a great review. It is that. about the handmaids for Queen Anne. And yeah. they were handmaids. Uh, they... they, they, they they, they scratched the itch of the queen, mm. as it were. The queen has needs, and so there's a lot of, there's a lot of Victorian lesbianism. Obama does not movie. like this. Mm. I, yeah, I you want to be yeah. queen? You don't need handmaids. So basically what right, happened, yes, there's work. palace intrigue and lesbian hand stuff kind of sprinkled oh. throughout this Victorian That's movie. That's going to the top of the queue now. <laughs> well, and so here's the thing. There we go. I went to see this movie at like one of those like discount, like this movie's been out for a while kind right. of theaters, and the uh, and it was I went to a matinee, and so it was a lot of very old people who knew uh. that it was Victorian, but not oh. anything else. So the first but. time there was a lesbian hand stuff scene, one old couple went up and out, so they lasted. <laughs> really? Yeah, they were. If, if I may, I haven't seen that much fluid since the Reagan administration. And at the end of the movie, like you know how you have the the comedian who has to yell things. Yeah. At the end of the movie, the comedian in this one was eighty. Seven, nice. uh, and she went. Did anybody even like that? Really loud. <laughs> because it is, it is kind of a weird movie. Like would... there are some different kind of structures. So it was, it was almost more fun to watch the crowd react to nice. the favorite than to watch the movie. I will apologize on behalf of Gardner's grandmother. Mm. Just for her, she's a nice woman. She maybe had a little something in her coffee that morning. So there are of uh, of some other nominees in this year's Oscars. Uh, Does this interest you? Are you interested this year, Travis? I'm, I'm interested in the narratives because we see it. it, I, it, it, it is, and I'll tell you what. He's well, interested it, in what could possibly upset him. Exactly. Yeah, because yeah, I think that's, isn't that why we tune into most of these award shows? Because no, there's, like, there's, like there's, there's a bigger storyline involved. I like to watch movies. I watch Yeah, I was going to say, that's kind of. So. I think that's the problem. Travis <laughs> 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 I haven't seen any of these movies except Black Panther. 
I'm here for the narrative. Yes, I am. This is <laughs> wait, 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 wait. No, let me try that again. At the end of the day, it's a let TV me, show, right? Let me try it again one more time. I'm sorry. I'm here for the narrative. Yeah, cool. <laughs> well, let me, so have you also not seen Black Klansman? I have not seen this. <laughs> because that's the one I haven't seen I got seen time, yet. people. I got three days before the Academy. I got time. That's I got the one I haven't time. seen yet because it's been out long enough that <laughs> oh. it's not in any theaters, but it's also not on Netflix. Right, right. I had to work to track it down, and so I was worried I was going to come in here and have to hear it from you, but you haven't seen it either. But can, <laughs> I, give, can I give you a reason? But can I give you guys, I, I kid you not, I'll give you the reasons why I have not seen and Green we'll Book. And we'll get those right after I remind people to get in your fair foul. Go ahead. Today, we got $10 to buzzes. Hawaiian Grill, your fair foul topic. Again, Papa John's adding a chicken and waffle pizza to their menu. Oh, that happening? Email yeah. wall. Uh, eat for dinner this week. By I'm saying, but don't tell nobody. I'm trying to get in on that, too. That is W-A-L at WeAreLiveRadio.com. Get your fair fouls and you can win 10 bucks to Buzz's Hawaiian Grill. If you're new, if you don't know the format, catch up, people. Send in a funny sentence to a couple paragraphs <laughs> on the topic. That is chicken and waffle pizza from Papa John's. We'll read it, vote on it. You win a prize. Get those in now. I will. This is the reason why I have not seen a movie like Green Book or Black Klansman. These are movies that talk about history of black trauma. And honestly, to like, I kid you not, to come home after reading the news, the last thing I want to do is watch more black trauma on the big screen. So it's not as if I don't want to watch these movies or I'm not going to get around to seeing it. It's not as entertaining for me like it's hard for me i know the story of black Klansmen. it's mostly about infiltrating the clan i'm imagining there's probably a lot of scenes about white people doing incredibly cruel things to black people so i'm not i don't have a sense of urgency to watch it i'm not saying it's not a good work of art i'm saying that i'm not enthusiastic about running to the theaters to see that kind of movie I also say the narratives because a guy like Spike Lee, who has put together some amazing films over the years, one like Malcolm X, he has been basically shut up by the Academy for years. So to see him finally break through with this movie at this time in America, that's the kind of narrative I'm looking forward to seeing because this is a guy who's considered in Hollywood one of the best directors, one of the best to ever do it. And to see him get this opportunity is why I'm also excited well, to watch the Academy and I'll, I'll And as an offshoot of that, I'll say this. I liked First Man better than any of the Best mm. Picture nominees. And I, th I thought that was a fantastic piece of filmmaking. But I've watched that now a couple of times. And First Man is exclusively white men talking to other white men about white men, except for when their wives are talking about them. Mm. And so I, I understand, <laughs> like, like, in watching it through, I understand why perhaps it... it it is not crossing the uh, it, it is not crossing the viability threshold for awards for better or worse. I think that probably is part of it, and right. fine, whatever. Uh, but you know, it's it's, it's 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 interesting because I've seen First Man and I've seen Bohemian Rhapsody, and First Man I thought was was an astounding achievement. And I know that we're not cursing on the show, but let me tell you, there are curse words I could use to describe Bohemian Rhapsody because it is Well, terrible. tell us about that. I'm terrible. Gonna, I'm going to tell everybody about 1860 Saloon. I have a question about your pet, Travis. Okay. Mm-hmm. 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 Is your pet the best dressed? I would hope so. Most talented? Sure. <laughs> sure. After the Mardi Gras uh, pet parade this Sunday, February 24th, come by 1860's 10th at 9th and Geyer. 
for the inaugural pa Oscars party. Before the Human Academy Awards that same night, which we're discussing now, entrance to 1860s Paw Oscars, hosted by us, that's Chris Denman, Travis Terrell is free and will include music by Ross Bell Band, games, giveaways, and some friendly competition. Food and drinks available for purchase from 1860s Saloon. Here's the schedule. 1 p.m. is the Purina Pet Parade. There's going to be about, oh, 90,000 of your closest friends. Uh, 1860s Party Tent kicks off at 2 p.m. <coughs> Head down after the Pet Parade. Stop by. We'll give away some awards. We have sashes for best dressed. We'll do uh, dogs on film trivia for some prizes. We'll do a best actor for a pet talent show. Uh, we're just going to have a really good time. It's free. Stop by and see us this Sunday and uh, catch me tomorrow morning with our friends from Gateway Pet Guardians on Fox 2 News at 9. John Beebe will slide in here, help out with the show, and you guys can uh, get your dose of wall wherever you're at. TV, live stream, download, whatever you got. Join us again this Sunday at 1860 Saloon for the Pet Parade Post Party. Poskers. Tell us about uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, Well, before Jeff. you get into your critique of that, Bohemian Rhapsody is also part of the narratives I was talking about. It has a director <laughs> that is... You just like to hear yourself talk today, huh? Travis, you haven't seen Bohemian Rhapsody either, right? It's almost, like my, it's almost like my name is on the logo and it says Travis Terrell. <laughs> <laughs> but to that point... Um, it also says Chris Denman, uh, for the record. You should have oh, no, seen... You know, you know what? I'll sit back. Yes, no, Chris, go ahead with your question. I didn't. I did, all I did was just uh, tease it for five minutes that we were going to hear Jeff's Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> no, where were you going with that, Trav? For real. And where is your Freddie Mercury toy? Well, the Freddie Mercury toy was probably produced incorrectly in a factory six years after the movie said that it was produced because it's the most... Oh my! Like, look, I don't care about historical accuracy. Really, in movies, I understand that you're writing a story. This is the sanitized version of the Queen story that Brian May and Roger Taylor wanted to tell, where we <laughs> pretend that all of the drugs that happened in the history of Queen was that Freddie Mercury's estranged fiance walked into a party, rubbed her finger on the table, and went, "My, there appears to have been cocaine." And <laughs> <laughs> why would you do a Queen movie without the sex and the drugs? What are we doing? Why is the gay content in the Queen movie, Freddie Mercury, literally on the phone with a woman, a lumberjack man, played by Adam Lambert for God knows what reason? A true story. Uh, and like Lambert. heavy, Yeah, like a heavy fat suit and makeup. Really? Yeah, he's in the Was movie. Was he the dude from uh, the, the he's show? In, but he's, he's in Queen now. Like, he travels with Queen. When they oh, tour okay. now, it's Adam Lambert and Queen. He does What's it? Uh, he was American Idol. He's an American Idol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's the, like, he's the new fake lead singer of Queen. Got it. Uh, but he, like, cruises by, know. dressed as a truck driver, literally into a men's room at a truck stop. And Freddie Mercury stares after him like, ooh. Like, really? This is the way that we're broaching Freddie this Mercury conversation? Freddie Mercury's probably going hard in the paint. He had him working seven at a time. There is a scene in this movie where Freddie Mercury, in attempting to come out to his fiance, says, I'm bi. And the woman says, Freddie, you're gay. And we just we just assume that that's, <laughs> okay, he's gay. Uh, when it's like, it's documented that he was with men and women for forever. Like, oh, it's bad. It's a bad movie. You don't like the movie, you just like Queen. What do you think, how do you think the award show is going to handle Brian Singer and his history oh, going to and everything it. that goes along with it. And, I, and I've noticed, like, of course, we've realized, like, um, we've seen, I think he's be, maybe being removed from the Red Sonja project. Well, I, thought they, I, thought they, I thought they doubled did, down. Did they, did they double thought, down on him? Yeah, that was, I mean, that was, granted, I've been inundated in baseball for 10 days, but I thought the last I saw was that 
they went to Red Sonia people and they were like, hey, so Brian Singer, they went, we like Brian Singer, and right. they just kept him. How does the Academy avoid any further embarrassment knowing that this film could pick up a few awards and eh, his though. name make? It'll win. It'll probably win Best Actor, okay. but, probably, but not anything else. Uh, and it may not even win that. Like Christian Bale could win Best Actor for Vice, potentially. Probably Rami Malek. You saw Vice, didn't you, Travis? I did see Vice. Vice was, well, Vice uh, was okay. It was good. It was it was fine. It was Christian Bale. You know, makes basically carried the movie. As Vice, one would Vice expect. to me was indicative of the fact that this is not a very strong year because when Agreed. I watched Vice, I was like, ah, oh, that's going to be at the bottom of my rankings, and I keep putting movies below it. Uh, uh, right, like I think I think I think I have Vice in my number five slot on my power rankings gotcha. right now. I had a Green Book uh, and ahead of Terrible Bohemian Rhapsody. So yeah, like I could I could I could see Academy voters wanting to sort of not deal with any Bohemian Rhapsody stuff and just voting for Christian Bale so they could spend the whole night pretty much like because without Best Actor, I don't think Bohemian Rhapsody probably wins anything. Uh, so they can probably just sort of ignore it, right? Like you okay. read it in every category. Unless it, yeah, yeah, that's probably it. We, we have a text line. We've, we've ignored it for some of the day, but I think this is an important one. Uh, it's from the Soko Midget. He can be short-sighted at times. Travis, you just got owned by Bree. She's my new hero. Yes. Anything for the Soko Midget, Travis? He's a midget. Why do I have to respond to those people? Are they, <laughs> are they even human? Is that how it works? Is that not PC? Is that not you're, what you're supposed maybe to Maybe you could take him to Hillside Maybe you could Thank take him to you. Hillside Animal Hospital for a checkup. Is that how you feel about the SoCo Midget? I don't think you're supposed to do that either. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Ed's here every Wednesday, Hillside Animal Hospital, right here in St. Louis, Missouri. He's a full service veterinary medical facility, and you should take your animals there. Dr. Ed, uh, had to yield to Bree yesterday on the uh, on the Dogs on Film trivia. Yep. We love having him in, and big thanks to the Hillside team for supporting us here at We Are Live. Get your fair fouls in. We just have a few minutes before we jump to that. Travis, it's your favorite segment. We will do that. And if uh, I don't know, can anybody? I know I've I've done a good job of ignoring. Yes. Is there some work going on it's upstairs? Happening. Yeah. It is I'm happening. It is happening. Yes. <laughs> By the way, you know what? That's a prominent dog, Roma. The, the Roma's dog? got it, and, and the dog's name. Is Boris. Nice. I spent the entire morning yesterday doing baseball stuff, and I'm like, all right, I'm turning this off. I'm watching Roma, and the mm. damn dog's name is Boris. Of course it is. <laughs> Travis, I, uh, I was impressed, Mr. Denman. Yeah, I let it go for a long time. I, I have an issue with noises, and it was, uh, I was hoping it would just go away. I was didn't. sitting here, and my, uh, trying to keep my lips tight. And then they slowly started separating because I started smirking, and I mm. couldn't just hold it anymore. And then well, I made eye contact with you one time, and I was like, yep, yeah. he hears it, yeah. he hears it. I'm sure there's not any other hour of the day that any cleaning could be done besides mm. right now. Uh, so here's something I wanted to throw this out there, and honestly, I kind of want to sit back and watch it in full, but it, we'd be silly not to mention it. Travis, Jeff, Bree, Gardner, uh, Lufest Vendor Sabotage Festival to set up his own event, Lawsuit Alleges, in the Riverfront Times by Sarah Finsky. Uh, it has uh, looks like quotes from a lawsuit filed by... Lufest head Mike Van He we uh, we were supposed to be part of what happened. He is alleging that Chip Self of Logic Systems had been provided to hire sound and lighting for the music festival in Forest Park. Told uh, a station that his company was pulling out. Blah blah blah. So now we've got fighting on that. Uh, can we just all admit we kind of want to step back and uh, see what's going on? Does this tickle your petty bones, Travis? I, and not necessarily, mainly because I think there are a lot of vendors that are still out there recovering financially from this. And until those people are 
that they can recover from that to you, pay what you owe ultimately. I really don't want to hear about anything else or finger pointing. I, 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 a lot of like a really some important small businesses that have contributed to the community here in St. Louis got shafted. Um, if you're not talking about how you're going to pay them back, I don't really want to hear what else you have to say. And that's just my, you know, we were happy to be a part of it. We were looking forward to being a part of it. It didn't happen. Things happen. Uh, at the same time, there are a lot of businesses that still need to be made whole from that event. And maybe this is a remedy towards that. I hope that it Could is. Be. But at the end of the day, I just want those folks to be taken care of because they're the story. They're the most important aspect of this. I really don't care about, you know, the drama between you and a back and forth with the sound system company. I, I need you to take care of those people who spent a good portion of their year uh, a year ago getting set for Lufast who are still going back and forth their accountants today trying to figure out how to pay certain bills. Yeah. It's, it's also probably not great for the music community that there's going to be festivals that are going to be litigated for forever because I don't know that we're going to get another sizable festival like that while all right. this nonsense is going Agreed. on, right? Well, I like, think that's what was everybody was so it was just such a cool event and I get it right. if things aren't savvy business-wise then that happens sometimes but I think that was the, a lot of the pushback is like, "Oh, we loved it. It was great." I, I, and also, do you think a vendor at the end of the day was the absolute reason why that festival didn't go up? I, I find it difficult to believe there's, personally that one vendor was the details. reason why you tripped to not yeah. you didn't get to the finish there line. There are details that we don't know about. Right. And who knows if we ever will. But it is one of those things that somebody needs to come out and just own their crap. And just the, be like, uh, we messed up. The vendor was and quoted. it... It wasn't just a one-time thing. That's that's what bothers me the most is it wasn't just, oh, this fell through because we messed up this year. This was an ongoing, you didn't pay people. Right, for several years. Allegedly, allegedly, but people, I think, were in the hole before this year happened. And then, like you said, like you may not get another festival because the vendors and stuff and that people that want to be a part of something are going to be a little gun-shy. Because People, they got screwed. Oh, and yeah. No matter what happened. No matter what happened. Somebody from not St. Louis could come in and try to start their own festival and have a clean slate and have all this money and people are going to be like, well, sorry, we're still $55,000 short or and, whatever. And even if that happens, if it's a non-local company that's 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 managing it, yeah. that means that that's money that's leaving the local right, economy. Exactly. Right, Right, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a local festival that had right. local vendors and it, you know, Snoop Dogg was here and also a hot air balloon. Uh, <laughs> and now they're not. It is the St. Louis Fire Festival. It, it, it ultimately it, it, it feels like, like it's turning into it's, that version yeah, of it. It's yes, a, its own version of it. Which, like, did you all see Ja Rule has a new festival? Yes, Stop it. we were aware <laughs> of that, and we will not speak <laughs> of his name ever again. We will, we won't. You're going to trade him, him in the draft? I I did attempt to trade Ja Rule with uh, Jesse Smollett. Yeah, can you package and, uh, them? What do you get for Ja Rule and Jesse Smollett? Oh uh, man, I get. I, mean, I think someone offered me Dick Rachel Dolezal mm. uh, in exchange. Someone said I would have to take Macklemore. If we were to give up uh, Jesse Smollett, so it's, it's yeah. If you add Zion Williamson, you can have Donald Rumsfeld. Wow. Back. I don't, <laughs> Donald Rumsfeld in the black delegation. We could probably get some things done. We can certainly get some things taken care of. You can get your partying done at the 1860s Mardi Gras tent. That is next weekend at the Mardi Gras celebration. What what are we second in the world? Third in the world? Second, second behind think, yeah. Second, yeah. Second, yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. There's going to be several hundred thousand people in Soulard. And we've got tickets, baby. You can DM us for a $10 discount if you want to go through the website and get the buyjackprovided hashtag MartyAF bag, enter code WAL at checkout 
for a free Mardi Gras party pack. $85 gets you access to a huge heated tent with premium open bar, Cajun buffet, private restroom, live music from Travis, Silky Soul, the Red Afro Queen. I, look, you got a name like that. You better, better. bring some, She's some tough be music. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. Entertainment and giveaways from Travis Sherrell and myself, plus in and out privileges. And don't forget, you got the private bathroom uh, set up. That's pretty important. Again, enter code WAL at checkout at 1860saloon.com or simply DM us. We'll give you a $10 discount. We have a few of those uh, $75 tickets left, and there's going to be a run on them. That's what happens with everything. It's going to be Wednesday before the Saturday, and I'm going to get a message from, uh, you know, th- somebody, and they're going to be, oh, hey, bro, we're going to party at the $10 off. No, we sold out. Can I, Deal can with I, it. Can I issue a very brief PSA here? Oh, mm-hmm. please. If you are a person. Are you going to wear something cool? Oh, I always wear something cool for Mardi yeah. Gras. Big Mardi Gras guy. If you are, all, if you are a person who uh, is engaged in swipe-based dating apps, mm. Uh-oh. do not ghost in the couple days or weeks before Mardi Gras. Because, and this happened to me last year at Oh, boy. Oh, had If you've had the match uh-huh. and you're having the conversation, and then you're like, I think I'm done with this, and you mm-hmm. just kind of let it go the way that people let those things go nowadays, what will happen is mm-hmm. you will be at Mardi Gras, yep. and the person will see you at Mardi Gras, yep. and then you will get a passive-aggressive text from the person Ooh. at Mardi Gras that's like, Hey, it looked like you were having a good time at Mardi Gras, oh. and you just have to eat it, mm. right? Like, and because you know, generally on this just, show, we're fine with eating. Just maybe maybe yeah. just don't ghost people. Just don't ghost people. Yeah, like, get be it. a decent human being. Yes, I understand. <laughs> here comes here comes Ellen again. This <laughs> goes both. This goes both ways. Right? People do this to each other. Oh yeah, for it's sure. not, not optimal. Just you. It's, people do it all the time. I did it. I didn't love myself for it. And then I got the passive aggressive text I, that was karma. like, hey, who are these people? You're right. And I have to, like, so don't do it. Just, are you are now at the time where you got to stop just, ghosting. If I got ghosted, I would be embarrassed. I'd be like, I'd just give a quick head nod. Hey, what's up? Well, right. But that's the thing. But then you have had four hurricanes and I'm like, uh, I'm going to text. Uh, the hur- yeah, there it's the it drinking. Is. There it is. <laughs> just don't ghost people. And Thank that you. goes for, yeah. you know, a blind person sitting at your table as well. <laughs> Uh, I didn't. Uh, a- I didn't uh, ask for that interaction. <laughs> that happened to me. If you're new to the show or not familiar with uh, with Jeff, at one time in college, was in college. It was 18 years college, old. College. <laughs> a uh, a blind man sat down at the same was lunch table sat down. as him. Okay, and you sat down. No, yeah, no. Just go, give I the, was. Just tell the story. Here's what happened. I was having a bad day. I wanted to have lunch by myself quietly. I sat at the smallest possible table. I was eating quietly. There was a blind man who went to school with me who was walked <laughs> over to my table and sat without asking me, hey, do you mind company, across from me. Well, he didn't I, see you. No, no, no. He had a helper. A lunch lady helped him, got his food. So an elderly woman brought him over. And just sat him down. And he asked who he was sitting next to. And I just didn't talk. Anyone there? <laughs> Hello? How did we have two blind people stories on the same show today? Well, Jeff didn't even tell you. He took his cane and broke it over his knee. <laughs> <That didn't happen. laughs> no. Nor was I one of the football players who uh, scraped nope. all the Braille signs off no. of the hallway in which he uh, lived. Where did you go to high school? Yeah, it was college. USA? It was college. Oh. I went to McKendry where all of the football players were not good enough to go to real colleges and they were mad about it. Damn. Yeah. That makes sense. That hurts my soul. Yeah, right. completely mm. uh, See, it could have been worse. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cheer myself up with a live read from Gateway Powder Coding.
engineering. Check out gatewaypowdercoat.com for all capabilities or visit them in per person. Check out the website. Don't let your metal be ruined by moisture, heat, or other unsavory circumstances. Huge thanks to Gateway Powder Coating for supporting the show. That means you support them, people, Mark and the team at Gateway Powder Coating, wonderful people. We got Fair Foul coming up. Travis, anything we need to get to before we jump into uh, Fair Foul for today? Where are we on time, Guardsy? How are we looking? Oh, we can do any kind of time we want. Um, we got a few minutes, probably. Okay. You want to before Gardner needs a to smoke break? Could I, <laughs> could I ask Jeff real quick if we revisit a little bit of the spring training experience? Yeah, let's hear it. Because when you left, you left on Tuesday, right? I did. What was the news? That, that was the morning night. it broke. That was okay. the Carlos Martinez, the news breaking. Because I think yes. that was, as far as camp goes, that's the most significant news so far, Yeah, correct? for sure. Uh, and, and, yeah, so, the, so the, the news broke on Tuesday morning as I was getting ready to leave that Carlos Martinez had some weakness in his right shoulder, that he was going to be on two weeks of shutdown from throwing. Uh, Reevaluated March 5th is the day they're going to check him to see if he can re, uh, redo his throwing program. I left before speaking to Carlos, so Mike Schultz told us in the morning and they worked out, and Carlos spoke in the afternoon, and I was gone by the time Carlos spoke. Uh, so I, I don't know. To me... The first thing that springs to mind is that so we had a, we had a really good conversation with Mike Maddox uh, the Monday or Tuesday after I arrived, so the 11th or 12th or whatever, where he sort of sat down with all of the writers for a solid half an hour and just sort of talked with the pitching mm -hmm. staff and went back and forth. And Maddox emphasized a few times in that conversation how good Martinez looked in the bullpen last season. You know, a couple times said, "Boy, he looked good coming out of that bullpen." And oh boy! To to the extent that that afternoon. Uh, we got a text from PR that said, hey, the manager was hoping you guys could come back over. And so we went over to talk to Schilt, who very politely sort of cleaned up. Carlos is in the rotation, we promise. Well, you know, it was, it was clear to me that Mike Maddox seemed to prefer Martinez in the bullpen. So lo and behold, we're now at a point where Carlos may not have, well, almost certainly would not have the shoulder strength to be able to be in the rotation on opening day. The Cardinals pretty well conceded that with the point that he is at, for him to build up the strength to, to, to be a starting pitcher on opening day is not very likely. And so it's can he be available out of the bullpen on opening day? What does the role look like moving forward? And, you know, I think we're still in the early stages figuring out what that looks like. Uh, but if the end result of this is that Carlos Martinez is a reliever this season, is the closer this season, that wouldn't surprise me in the least, especially when you consider – uh, that Alex Reyes is so far ahead of the benchmarks they had set for him this spring. And I wouldn't even discount. I kind of like the idea of maybe seeing what Dakota Hudson can do. Sure. At some point. That's, yeah, that's the that's whole reason Gardner brought this up. I do. I like the Dakota Hudson. <laughs> well, I, I, I like, like Dakota him. Hudson now as well because he is way better than Jack Flaherty. He Why do you hate so Jack much Flaherty? Oh, we'll get to that at some Jack point. Flaherty. Man, you Everybody are. Everybody else in the Cardinals rotation is so much cooler than Jack Flaherty. Oh. Jack Flaherty mm -hmm. is getting on my bat list, and Gardner knows why. Do not pick on other pro athletes. Don't do it. I think that's the most hypocritical thing for pro athletes to go to Twitter. Here's, for here's, you to. Yeah, for but you, it's LeBron. It's not a real athlete. See, and this is why Jeff, I'm going to stab him in his throat. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> look, Jeff, Jeff was just called one of the best guests we have, by the way, in the Facebook comments. Hey, oh. But the fact is. Look, Checks in the mail, Kenkins. Well, I'm curious to get everyone's opinion on this, though, as far as pro athletes talk about fans going on Twitter, giving their oh, bullshit hot takes on pro athletes then how come is it okay for pro athletes to go on Twitter to give their bullshit hot takes on other pro athletes? It's, Someone I, help I, me I, understand. I, I think so in... Um, time out, time out, real, real quick. 
Are we are we saying BS? You can yes. say whatever you want. Yeah. 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 bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's been holding that in for about a good half. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, wait, camera? Uh, yes. Can we get a camera on him? <laughs> is this my camera? Yeah, call it. Bohemian yeah. Rhapsody is bullshit. Yes. <laughs> We try and limit it because there's no That's, reason, but it. in yeah. that point, I think it was well-received. Uh, I will say... Here, here's what I wanted to tell Travis real quick. I want... Bree, you're we, next. Jack Flaherty, we're not going to touch on it more today. We're not going to touch on it tomorrow. I want, you, I want you to take the weekend to process everything you're thinking about with him and his comments, his comments on FS1, his tweets, how he's responding Monday. We'll give it Monday, and then you can. Okay. Well, I, I want there to be a grace period here where mm. you can actually think, and Trav- possibly not threaten uh, right. any members of the Cardinals. Right. Trav- you, not- Trav- you, Jack Flaherty. Oh, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I like that. No, in the uh, I have to agree with Travis on this. In the uh, MMA world, they don't. If guys start saying, "Oh, I beat so and so's ass in training," you should have seen me working him over in the gym. They're like. Ah, 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 you don't talk about what happens in the gym, right? So you kind of silence that part. So within that spirit, I agree with Travis yeah, of the just... like the athlete brethren. Like, don't engage in the stuff that the dudes with eggs as Twitter profile pictures do with that. I mean, but if uh, you do MMA, then you just fake a hernia and you don't have to fight. Mm, also there you go. There That's is why that. Obama was talking about what he was, Travis. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. kind of toxic masculinity he's talking about. Mm, you're right. Where I, you I, need I, girls twerking on you. You need. Twelve inch. I just think questioning the competitiveness of a person who's been to eight consecutive championships and you haven't even pitched one inning in the playoffs just seems so stupid to me that you would call out. I get that, but you don't (laughs) say I'm a Kobe guy. But to question the competitiveness of a guy that's gone to eight straight championships just makes you look like an idiot. It's classic light skin, dark skin. all the time. No, that's different. And athletes and other podcast people. <laughs> you throw stones all the time. Uh, name an example. Give me an example. Just one. I am very polite to all the time? podcasters and media personalities. Like, yeah, because somebody didn't respond to you on Twitter the other day. <laughs> Tony X. Right. He did, but that's different. That's oh, a brother I, thing. I, that's oh, a brother right. thing. We that's a community thing. No, and I wouldn't understand it. that one. No, oh, brothers, that's like that's, that's like it. walking down the street and you give a head nod to a brother and they don't give you the head nod oh, back. Completely 90, different. 90% sure, by the way, that Tony X handed me food out of a drive through window like a month ago. That's awesome. That's awesome. 90%. <laughs> Knowing he has hot fire on the Twitter while making burgers. I like that. That's I'm a power gonna, move. I'm not going to say which fast food restaurant, but it rhymes with snack in the box. <laughs> this segment with the way I thought it was going to go. Yeah. Uh, I do have a baseball question for you. Go for it. Yesterday. Was it yesterday? How cute are the no, Cardinals? We all talked about what we would do. I don't know why you have to cut me down like that. I don't no. Oh. Yeah, no, you know what? You know what? You because you, know what? because you turned it into Oakland today, and I'm trying to bring it back. Right. Get them, Bree. It just makes you uncomfortable because we have to talk about feelings. Whoa. Anyways, before I got interrupted again. Yesterday nice. we talked about what we would do with three hundred million dollars yeah. at the age of twenty-six. Yeah. What would you? If, none of us said charity, mm. by the way. We all basically said we'd stop. We'd stop being friends. Right. right. That got brought to my attention We're yesterday. Like, you guys aren't going to do charity. I was like, I've got a few million left over for that. Because there, there are two ways to look about. There's, there's either, and you know, I, I say this with love in my heart for my community. There's <laughs> move somewhere better than St. Louis. Uh, or there is have three hundred million dollars in St. Louis, yeah. right? Which is a yeah. whole other thing. Mm-hmm. Because that's, that's like having. 
say finance national treasure three. That's probably most of the budget, though. <laughs> like that's probably most of the money. Uh, yeah, I, that, that's uh, yeah, it's such an inconceivable amount of money that I have, right. I have no idea what I do with three hundred million dollars. Well, especially at twenty six years right. old. Yeah, like it's dangerous. It, I like buy a giant house. I don't know, right? Like I, I, I fixed the Lambo that Marcelo Zuna put a big dent in. That he, <laughs> his own, by the way. Char, Charlie Marlowe had the best video of spring training. He shot this. He was behind the cage. Uh, Marcel was hitting batting practice, and you see Marcel yank a foul ball kind of off to the side, and then you watch Marcel step out in front of the plate and watch the path of the bar and go, shit my car, as in <laughs> he hit his own Lambo. Here's my ball. But to that point, why, I mean, I haven't Jeff been down to Cardinals camp. Taco Bells. Oh, yeah, for sure. How, did, how is that set up, though? Why are the cars yeah, great. That was the first thing I thought. I'm like, like, I don't know. Are we, that's so okay. weird for me to, to put the players' cars in the outfield and beyond the outfield. I don't get so the that's not, that's that. not, so the players' cars are not beyond the outfield. Okay. Where they are is like so field one, which is the one closest to the clubhouse, uh, was not getting that much use once it got to be like full official workouts. Okay. But on unofficial workout day, that's where they were taking BP. Okay. And if you hooked a ball like you were just past basically like if you hit a pop up that went just past the edge of the cage, it could hook into the player park and so it would take good luck now the the place where there were cars parked beyond the fence and there was a day where we were all kind of watching uh and a cardinal official walked by and said you guys want to have some fun tyler o'neill is about to take batting practice into some cars uh because the the legendary art festival arty gras was taking place Mm. down at spring training while i was there the the, the town of abacoa has arty gras every year where they set up a whole bunch of uh booths and whatever nonsense of macrame what kind of losers come up with a pun themed event can you imagine Uh, but that was where the (laughs) Overflow parking. (laughs) The overflow parking for Artie Gras was beyond the left field fence. Oh my Uh, god! And so that's how that happened. Quickly on Artie Gras, by the way, I was going to write about it because I'm still working on a thing about like going to spring training. Here's some stuff that happens, and it was thirteen dollars to get in to walk through Artie Gras. And I was like, all right, I'll just pay and go in. And then I was like, you know what? No, they'll let me in for free. Like I have, I have a baseball writer's card. I'm here to do. I'm <laughs> They're the gonna media. look down at you. I'm the media. <laughs> yeah. So I walked to the tent and I said, hey, you know, I'm here. And I showed the card and I'm writing this thing and yada yada. Uh, do you mind if I just do a walkthrough real quick? And the guy goes, mm. <laughs> do you have? This, here was my favorite part. He goes, do you have a separate credential for this? As though they were issuing credentials. Oh. For and I said, no. And then he wouldn't let me in. Wow. And so at that point, they were not getting my $13 out of spite. Because nice. they wouldn't let me in for yeah. free. So That's I did not amazing. go to Artie Gras. I like Jeff's pettiness. That is I good. Relate. Yeah, I Travis just, is soothed now. <laughs> Do you have a separate credential? Oh, Who's trying right. to get into oh, Artie Yes, Holman Garden sent me here for, Unbelievable. Uh, for this. Unbelievable. you got to oh, always man. remind Floridians that you live in Florida. Mm-hmm. Let me have my way. <laughs> I just want to go spend $86 on a pot. Right, like, let right. me into this thing. <laughs> Not so much different from $86 Travis spending on pot. On pot, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's a good point. Uh, Travis, it's your favorite segment. It's called Fair or Foul. Oh, we yeah. ask people something about a topic. Then they send in emails. Then we give them prizes. Today's prize, $10 to Buzz's Hawaiian Grill. Real quick, we do have a suggestion from Jamie Moyer's Fancy Foyer. I need a vote real quick. Gardner, you're not allowed to vote. Bree, Jeff, Travis... The foyer would like to officially call Gardner's camera Possum Kingdom. Yes. 
I think so. It's yeah. the Possum Kingdom cam. That's a unanimous yeah. vote. I'm a, I'm a fan of that. Travis, you want to do some fair or foul? Let's do some fair or foul. Good camera work. Do we need to remove him? Yeah, I was going to say. People often ask me, <laughs> what's fair or foul? Get Cory Booker in there. Is it a segment? Is it a movement? Is it hope? I can't say for certain. Time will be a true test it's of its power. But I can say, fair or foul is now and forever for the people. Gather around the radio with your loved That's ones and hold on this. to your butts. Mm. It's now time I think for so. fair. We give it back to you, the people. Or foul. <laughs> oh, he took my laugh. <laughs> Bree, steal it. He's appropriating my laugh. Steal it. Bree, you stealing my laugh too? I'm good. I'm good. Come on, Bree. Let's hear your diabolical laugh. You have to have one. I can't. Come I mean, on. You, you just saw somebody run over a... A Trump supporter. What would your diabolical <laughs> laugh be? That's it. That there was, it is. <laughs> there was a level of crazy in there. She was good. That's what it took. I'm legitimately what nervous now. <laughs> too much joy. <laughs> oh my goodness. Ooh. This was scary. Wow. Tears coming down. Jeff's her eyes. like, Jeff's like, am I legally like, tied <laughs> to this now? I get it. Right? Yeah. No, that makes sense, people. Right, what uh, do we got for Fair We asked today? you about Papa John's introducing the new chicken and waffles. Ugh, That's on a travel. That's happening. Yeah. Oh, We're yeah. Making we'll have it. to do that. Uh, really disappointed now, by the way, that I wasted my Papa rewards on a Philly <laughs> cheesesteak pizza the other night. <laughs> Jeff has, Jeff has pop rewards. They were hitting the advertising hard in Florida. Got me in the mood for a Philly cheesesteak pizza. Went to order it. Discovered had twenty dollars in pop rewards. Free pizza. That's a rap name right there. Oh, it's pop rewards. <laughs> can, I, can I? Can we walk off? <laughs> uh, None of your damn emails are going to be funnier than that. Pop rewards. Fair. <laughs> Do you want ten dollars to buzz the grill? Oh, you can have masubi. Oh, it's so good. It's really I good. I could live off masubi. Oh, oh my goodness. God. Uh, another. Uh, oh my gosh. Just a quick reminder. I'll be on Fox Two tomorrow morning. We'll have a fun show planned for you. And watch Gardner freak out. Gardner, can I get a Possum Kingdom cam? Uh, in a second. <laughs> are you guys Are you guys ready to see uh, Gardner's uh, pissed slash surprise reaction? Uh, just got word that uh, we, or I will yield to Travis, uh, have been uh, given the right to interview Eric Bischoff, who will be doing a live podcast this weekend at Off-Broadway. Our friend Nathan Orton will be opening that show. He's a professional wrestler. The podcast is 83 weeks because that's how many weeks the WCW beat the WWE in rankings. Ooh. So we will have an interview with Eric Bischoff, Hall of Famer, right? He's a big deal. Yeah. Eric Bischoff That's a real is thing. the guy. It was probably one of the very few people who actually put the fear of God in Vince McMahon. Eric Bischoff joining the show tomorrow with a conversation. Gardner, your thoughts on content you weren't aware of. <laughs> I think I can work with that. <laughs> <laughs> ask him if he's still mad at Tony Schiavone for the Nick Foley thing. Okay. That's on Travis. I'll ask him about that. Okay, Hopefully let's do slap some. the taste out of my mouth, Jeff. <laughs> let's do some fair or foul, everybody. Uh, we asked you again about the Papa John's chicken waffles pizza. Okay. Bree, Jeff, Travis, Gardner, you guys ready? Let's yep, do it. Let's do it. Fair or foul? Chicken waffle pizza? Foul. Just foul. I really don't think I have to expound on that. <laughs> Betty Humpter. Mm -hmm. Thank you, ma'am. 
appreciate that. Good to have more women listeners mm-hmm. on the show. I, Thanks, I, I think it's Bree's work. Thanks, Bree. Pushing the, uh, the lady demographic. <laughs> I just want to get this straight. Papa John's is taking a white version of an Italian food and adding a white version of southern <laughs> black <laughs> food to it? Is that a double appropriation, which makes it okay? <laughs> Or is it twice as bad as other appropriations? Mm, Either way, I cry foul. Mm. F O W L. That's from the Triangle mm-hmm. Assassin. Triangle Assassin grew up. I thought that was <laughs> but pretty But he doesn't good. raise a good point. Does it cancel each other out? <laughs> That's a very fair question. W is too far. Yeah. Mm. Uh, keeping them moving along. Fair. I don't see anything that can go wrong with Papa John's appropriating something from the black community. <laughs> They've successfully adopted the delivery and carryout services after being inspired by Otis Take Home a Plate's post Thanksgiving Thank ritual. <laughs> Thank you. Somebody knows their black history. Finally got listeners sending in their black history facts. Otis Take Home a Plate. Part Native American, but he's still black. Yeah, I was going to say that's. Thank, I'm glad, glad people are finally paying attention to what's real black history. Do the research. <laughs> <laughs> the JVL Jackal. JVL Jackal. Wow. I have a feel. I feel like Bree just like did a little write down. She's like, oh, I like that one. <laughs> Fair. I believe this is equal to repetitions. Roughly equal to 40 acres and a mule. I'd say if you round up. Waffle mm. on, boys. Mm. Oh. TT's no. pink eye. TT's pink eye. That is not how. That is not what the Southern Army agreed to. How is Army your pink eye That days? is not it. How's your pink eye? Hmm? How's the pink eye? You don't get it lately? Mm. Was that on the list? I don't Next know. to oil change and optometrist. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Foul. They're only selling that particular pizza on the first of the month before Lids opens. Gardner camera three. I, I can't. I can't. It's, it's Jeff camera. They know. They no, know. camera three, though. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> they noticed sales drop drastically after that. That's the black sheep. So he's a brother sheep. Mm-mm-mm. You son of a bitch. Is Lid popular in your community? No comment, Chris. <laughs> Guys, we need to hurry. We're heading into Dave Ramsey hour right now, so let's what do you, this What up. do you got? Money? <laughs> you know what you got? Money. Thanks, Dave. We're not even on the same station anymore. What's that all about? We'll we can get us. him. We'll He's put him on our network. Our <laughs> Mid-Coast Media Network. Uh, that'll do it for Fair of Holiday. Bree, who you got? I was going to say JBL, but Black Sheep came in last minute, so we'll do Wow. That. Jeff Sheep. Jones. Yeah, it's not even close. It's a Black Sheep blowout. <laughs> Chris <Yeah>. Gardner. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> that was disturbing. Black sheep. Travis. JVL Jack. <laughs> <laughs> the black sheep has won. That's ten dollars to Buzz's Hawaiian Grill. I will brag on Bree. We do have a system now where people get prizes, and if they don't get them or communicate in thirty days, they're back in the pool. That's fine. I'm glad That's black sheep won because I know for a fact that black sheep has white babies. And I oh, like you to kidnap, kidnap them. them. So that's fine. Black sheep, lock your doors. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Huge thanks to all our supporters. Scoops with DannyMac.com for Jeff Jones content. 
Look at that, just color. I'm so jealous. There's a white, white washed out <laughs> nice individual. Nice Sienna. <laughs> I'll take it, man. Uh, huge thanks to all of our friends. Again, uh, I got a quick rundown. St. Louis Counseling Services, Mental Health Matters, Impolite Company, Chris Sear returning to the fold here, Tiny Sushi Bistro. We've got a big project for them coming up. Look out for Matt Whitener's content coming here, like the scenario by Jack for Apparel, Red Saw Publicity, Midcoast.media for more info on our work. Again, comedy tonight at Southtown Pub this Thursday which is tonight, Chris Sear, Marquise Moore, Scott James. Our new website's just around the corner. And again, thanks to everybody here in the Mid-Coast offices, studio, and the Zach building, our friends at Kranzberg. So thanks to all our sponsors. Thank you for tuning in. If you're watching this and we're not live, yeah, hit share anyway. I don't care. Uh, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, and let us know if we can do anything better. Thanks, everybody. We're back tomorrow, 8 a.m. with the live stream. Peace.